Hey there, all amazing sensitive minds. This is the 12th episode of the Great Sensitive Mind podcast. As you know, we are now in the sphere of work. And last time I mentioned that one part that highly sensitive people struggle at work is the stress that comes with it. Well, hooray, because life is unpredictable and it brings many surprises. Recently, I have attended an amazing workshop about the importance of breathing and how it can help with uh, handling stressful situations. So I thought it would be great to share this experience with you and teach you about the method of controlling your body while being under stress. However, before I start, you all know, uh, but for the newcomers, here are my few usual notes. Firstly, I recommend to continue with my trailer episode zero, where you can learn about my podcast in general and then follow up with the rest of the episodes if you started with this as episode as first. And secondly, usually when talking about highly sensitive people, I am taking a lot of information from books and websites about this trait, mostly written by Dr. Ellen Aron. Many of you know as well that I'm always putting the sources into the description. Uh, however, today I will, uh, it will be a little bit different and uh, I will take most of my information from the workshop itself. And the final note, when I say HSPs, I mean the highly sensitive people. I divided this episode into the following parts. Firstly, I will describe the workshop itself. Then I start with a bit of biology and focus on the process of breathing. And after that, I will dive into our nervous system. Then I will explain the method of breathing and cold training itself. Uh, I will also focus on some details with it, what to do and what not to do. And at the end, I will finish with some smaller notes. First of all, let me tell you what was this course about. This workshop is called Just Breathe. And in short description, it shows the right way of breathing, explains how your body and so as your breathing works while being in different situations and how staying in freezing water can teach your brain to handle stress better. Of course, this workshop doesn't give you the superpower to be stress-free. After all, it is about exercising your body constantly. But I must say that uh, even uh, just one day of full concentration gave me a lot to learn and understand. Even though this workshop is tied uh, to a place and many of you won't have the chance to attend it personally, the subject of proper breathing is taught all over the world and has many different kinds of methods. During this workshop, I have had both the theoretical and the practical part. The theory was the, the actual explanation of how breathing works, how its proper function influences the behavior of our brain and thus your whole body, uh, what is stress and how body reacts while being under stress. 
the practical part was then to hold your body under freezing water for two minutes and keep your breathing under control and thus not panic. Now let me get into the details. As you remember many times I said that the physical and mental part of your body goes hand by hand tightly together and this is a great example of how this relationship works. For example, when you are nervous or intimidated, your body starts to change. You start to sweat, your heart uh, is beating quicker, pulse is therefore rising up, you uh, might feel your stomach is tightened uh, and other things. The simple outside stimuli gave us impulses uh, to tell our brain to get into active state. When we are tired, we yawn, our eyes want to close, the heartbeat is slower, calmer, muscles are relaxed, the body is preparing itself to go to the relaxed or passive state. And so as changes our breathing in different situations. When we are in stressful or active situation, like sport for example, our breath tends to quicken, while when we sleep or relax, our breathing goes automatically uh, slower. Interestingly, breathing can be, unlike heartbeat or ability to sweat, controlled both intentionally and unintentionally. And that's the best part about this whole method and its outcomes. Simply said, our aim is to be able to master our breathing when being under stress because it can change the brain functions and change the body state. Let me explain the process with a bit of biology. Firstly, we start with the physical part, the process of breathing. I'm not sure how many of you know, but a well done breathing in a normal situation, uh, which means without activity or stress, should be processed calmly through nose and done between uh, 5 to 10 breaths per minute, where breathing in should be shorter than breathing out. So no mouth breathing and no heavy quick breaths. If you want to breathe properly. When we breathe, we get in simplified version the oxygen in and the carbon dioxide out through our respiratory system. The relationship, or better said, the, their balance uh, of these two gases is very important because it influences our blood supply and thus has an effect on the body organs uh, function. Their exchange happens in our lungs and in order to ensure our muscles, organs and tissue can work properly, the right amount of carbon dioxide and oxygen has to be changed in a right proportion. Both too much or too little of oxygen and therefore carbon dioxide causes our body to go into either hyperventilation or hypoventilation. 
The first one means that you breathe too fast and exhale more than you actually take in. And the other one means that you breathe um, too little and your body cannot properly get rid of carbon dioxide. Or very simply said, uh, when you breathe a lot and the exchange is very quick, you hyperventilate. Uh, when you breathe very shallowly, the exchange is very, very slow and you uh, hypoventilate. So no, proper breathing doesn't mean that we need as much oxygen as possible. Correct breathing is that our body properly exchanges both gases, oxygen and carbon, carbon dioxide. Oxygen is like a fuel to our blood and therefore hurries our blood with its nutritions around the body to supply the muscles and organs. Therefore, when we have a proper amount of oxygen delivered to uh, our brain, organs and muscles, they work accurately and they are healthy. So it is quite obvious that when the correct exchange of these two gases doesn't appear, our body starts to have health issues, leading even towards cardiovascular diseases or cancer. But why I'm actually talking about this is because um, proper breathing is even more important to control when it comes to stress. In stressful situation, when not trained, we automatically switch our calm breathing to very quick, short, and usually inhaling with uh, mouth breathing, which, as I just said, is not good for our body because the proportion of exchanged oxygen and carbon dioxide gets out of balance. And what more, uh, other chemical reactions start to occur, which can change the behavior of our body. For example, in stressful situation, our body has uh, a built-in defending reaction when it increases the production of uh, a hormone called cortisol. This hormone is there to awake the body and pull it into flight or fight position which has been programmed into our body to help us survive many, many, many thousands of years ago. It's in our DNA. The body shuts down uh, any less needed processes happening inside and basically leaves out only the most necessary ones. Now, when you have your body on full power and ignoring the other less important parts for a short bit, like running away from a danger, then it's all right. But when we are exposed to such situation for a longer period of time, we lose our balance of our body and the, the so-called less important parts of it start to suffer. Let me explain our nervous system now. The nervous system has two important parts, the passive and the active. The passive part, in right term parasympathetic, is managing all of the actions that our body does when it's either in autopilot mode, 
uh, aka does things subconsciously or when we are in the relaxed or calm state. Parasympathetic system uh, of the body is for example decreasing the heartbeat frequency producing uh, an accurate amount of saliva to help with absorbing food lowers the breathing frequency stimulates a calm intestinal movement and many other things simply said the normal functioning of our body in calm situation when we are in the active part which means orthosympathetic or only sympathetic the body reacts with uh, widening our eye pupils inhibiting our saliva production which means for example uh, which means having a dry mouth increasing heartbeat and breathing frequency also increasing our intestinal movement which means that we suffer from diarrhea for example also increasing our glucose level uh, and again many other things none of these above mentioned are good to experience for long as the body has to take more energy uh, into it to handle all of it uh, which means that the body becomes weak very soon I'm not saying we should try to always be in the passive part, but the importance here is to balance these two parts. And when possible, try to not stay for long in the active part. Another trouble in our current time is that our brain is absorbing a lot of information from our surroundings. We are more than ever before receiving millions of information so-called stimuli each day and thus make our nervous system with brain in charge very busy all the time it must function constantly and recognize if the stimulation goes to the active or the passive part of the body and of course with this comes the big guy stress stress is unfortunately something that is not easy to avoid after all, we come across situations during the day which we can't easily predict uh, or prepare for them. Work is a perfect example of this. Uh, we don't know how our colleagues will feel uh, and uh, react to things. When can an obstacle come into our project, tasks that we have to deal with? how long we will have to stay at work because of a sudden unexpected change um, which has doubled our workload but the deadline stays the same etc etc i think we all can relate if only there was a trick how to handle these situations easier and believe me there is uh, and it order to avoid stress and not let our body stay in the active system state uh, for long we have a helper our breathing as i mentioned before breathing is an action that we can both control consciously uh, but also normally happens without our constant focus thus is controlled subconsciously um, 
which means when we need it we can by controlling it trick our brain to stay in the passive state even though the surroundings and other stimuli tells it it should activate the parasympathetic aka active uh, nervous system sounds amazing and even impossible huh we should not forget that our body does wonderful things and many times we don't even pay attention to it if you know how to give your body the correct nutrition and care it needs it will thank you with a great feeling so the breathing method uh, this method comes in two parts exercising our breathing with holding breath and cold training now many of you may start to wonder why exactly we need cold water to train our brain to deal with the stress situation well the answer is quite simple temperature in general and its changing is constantly present in our life increasingly enough over the years and with evolving technologies, the society got used to a stable mild or room temperature and is less used to colder surroundings. We have heating or air conditioning to help us stabilize the surrounding temperature. After all, no one is excited to go out when there is an extreme temperature, right? Too cold or too warm makes us feel insecure and uncomfortable. Well, that's a perfect condition for our breathing method and using a stressful situation. Why? Because we can control the temperature. We can prepare the place for a temperature we want. In this case, a pool of icy water and when necessary, we can simply warm ourselves back if we need it. But let's start with the breathing exercise and then let me explain the cold water bathing in more detail. Before I start explaining uh, and you immediately follow with trying along, let me give you some important notes. Firstly, don't try this only alone because you are still putting your body into uncomfortable and unknown situation. So have someone close to you to keep an eye on you. And secondly, try to do this breathing exercise in a calm place and position. Maybe lay down on a mat in your living room and let nothing to disturb you. Right, in order to train our breathing, we start with three deep, not shallow, and quick breathing in and out. Remember, always breathe in with your nose and out, you can with mouth or nose but do not breathe in with your mouth. So again, breathing with your nose, breathe out mouth or nose. After 30 breaths like that, stop and hold your breath. Try to hold as much as possible, but not fully, so you won't fall unconscious. In this case, it is good that your friend counts the breaths uh, for you and also the seconds during your holding. Uh, after holding breath, you can have a tiny pause and then try again the same and then once more. 
So together three rounds of three quick and deep breaths with holding breath in between for as much as you comfortably can. Now, even during my workshop, the responses of uh, each person to this experience were very different. Some people feel a little bit of tingling or light flashes, slightly heavy head, etc. The other thing is that when holding breath, you should start noticing that the time length between last breathe out and the new breathe in is becoming longer uh, and longer. Like as if your lungs were becoming bigger and bigger and didn't need that much oxygen all the time. I, for example, felt like I was floating in a space in between everything and nothing and my body was suddenly under total control of everything. For me, it was really that quick that uh, I felt like even in a totally new and unexpected situation, my body knew what to do and how to stay calm. The importance here is that you are training your body to prolong its exhaling, as you may remember from what I was saying earlier. Healthy and proper breathing means longer breathing out than breathing in. Now the second part, the cold water exercise. It is a bit tricky, but best setup is a small pool or bath tub filled with very cold water, preferably with ice. Um, even more than ever, I urge you now not to do this alone. We are coming into dangerous situation. After all, we want to set up a stressful environment. So don't try to be a hero or stubborn and ask someone to watch you. I'm being serious. Even our training coach uh, told us that he nearly froze during one of his training if it was not for his friend who helped him. So please, one more, don't do this alone. You must remember to breathe in with your nose and slowly, but for longer period, breathe out. Nose or mouth are okay. Not quickly, slowly. While breathing out, you again slowly and fluently submerge into the water. You can sit down and leave your arms above the water. The surface of the water should be just below your armpits. Now, you will feel the shock and that's what is very important to tell your friend uh, to remember. This is a time to keep breathing the same. Nose breathe in and nose or mouth breathe out slowly and longer and keep going. So as you have your training partner next to you, let him know to keep reminding you this during the submerge all the time. Nose breathe in and nose or mouth breathe out slowly and lo longer. It is because your body uh, your body's automatic reaction will be the one which always turns on when under stress, quick and shallow through your mouth only. But this will only make your body even more in panic and that's not good. 
The aim is to trick our brain through breathing that even when the environment tells it it is in a stressful situation, the breath is saying no, everything is under control, I am breathing calmly. The aim is to hold under the water with calm breathing for at least two minutes, but of course you can start with less time and slowly increase it when you are getting used to it. Um, when you really take the breathing under control, you will notice that the body is changing and that your brain really takes you mentally to a calm feeling instead, which means this water experience was successful. But even if you didn't manage to do so for long, the, that's why it's called training and with persistence and continuity you will be able to manage longer and longer periods. You cannot assume that after just one time being under cold water for two minutes uh, it will secure your uh, handling stress from that moment onwards with all the situations. It is like with the physical training. You must exercise regularly so that your brain will get used to it. The masters of this cold water bathing can handle even longer periods than just two minutes. But I don't want to get into this in detail because I don't even think uh, that it is in this episode necessary. So to come back. If you use cold water as your uh, made, made stressful situation and you practice your breathing uh, with it, I assure you that when other stressful situation comes and you remember to breathe slowly and with longer pace, your brain will take the situation much better. But again, it is important to train your brain as you train your muscles. Exercising regularly and continuously allows the connections in your brain to get stronger and thus better prepared for the unknown stressful situations. But always have someone close to you to help you during the exercise. And as at the gym, even here, don't try to take more than you handle. Pace yourself, start with shorter time periods and slowly add more. It is not a competition. It is really for your personal training only. To say last few notes, if you wish to use cold shower, as some people do, remember that it should be a different experience for your body and brain than the one where you wash yourself. Your brain picks up on small details like your hands washing the skin and such. It should not connect these two as the same experience. In case of cold shower training, it's recommended to stay under a constant water flow for a certain period of time and leave the water all the time directed only to one place, but not your head. You can try chest or back, but never head. Again, don't move too much. Uh, stay still and focus on the breathing. Again, breathing in with nose and out with nose or mouth, but slowly and a little bit longer. 
Also, this breathing method has a lot of different approaches with many names and uh, they are mostly connected to uh, the cold training as well. For example, Buteyko breathing method or Wim Hof breathing method, uh, etc. And the last uh, little story I heard how much proper breathing and cold training can help. A person with a very unique disease, which was paralyzing his normal life, found that through breathing he could take his body under control and with it even his disease. However, of course, I don't want to suggest that the method automatically cures everything. The only thing I know for sure is that if you study this breathing method and cold training properly, you can definitely help having your mental state under control when it comes to stressful situations. Now, this is the end again. I hope I gave you great insight into the wonders and amazingness of your body and how simple breathing can take your mind under control if you know how to manage it right. Next time I want to talk about the topic of self-employment. As usual, please follow me on my Instagram, The Great Sensitive Mind Podcast, if you haven't done yet. I'm posting the updates. And my email address, which you can find in the description, is always open for contact too. Thank you for listening and being here with me. Have a lovely day. Bye.